You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 kids in the background at some point just because they're doing their thing um otherwise uh well if i asked you probably one of the most important questions and i feel like you might actually give me the correct answer because a lot of people tend to float to this one answer but if i asked you what defines you what would you say defines you oh my gosh that is a hard question i mean i'm sure most people would say family and Right. Like what, what give me surprisingly, the- most common people say their job. And I mean, that kind of flows in with your podcast a little bit too. It's like, it, it's it, interesting you say that because they, the, a lot of the guests that we've talked about, actually one specific guest that we just had talking about how COVID like totally devastated their whole job, just the, everything. They built it up for three years. It was a food service. He needed stores, people coming in and out and he put his whole life, all the money he saved up on work for. And then just COVID shut everything down in like two months. And he was saying how it's so easy to associate your whole life, to define your whole life by your job. And beat yourself up when something like that doesn't happen. And then what? You have no identity. And that just is not, it's not healthy. It's not advisable. And it's really not the case. If that's the case, then maybe I think you need to reassess. I mean, I was just watching like Eddie Murphy recently. And he's talking about how he's doing movies again. And and he was saying, he's like, I put my family first. It's like, if every decision I make is putting my family first, then I'm going to make good decisions. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, that is so simple and profound and i was like yes and that's kind of how i am now especially the last couple of years you know my kids my family first i mean there are opportunities i i had that i could have you know i'm no i'm no nobody you know i could have been out two months four months at a time i was like no way i don't want to be away so i don't know what the definition is but family's important i would say that i would say i would say maybe finding a way to like use your voice. If in my case, like, you know, having an opinion and having a, having comedy and a perspective, I mean, that's a hard thing to do, but at least it gives you like a drive to get out there and say, I have something I want to say. Um, and there's all levels of different success and everything. And my little guy is back here. Can you see him there? Yeah, I see him. It's, um, it, it's funny yeah. because that answer that you gave me is the one I was kind of hoping for because how many times do people define themselves by their jobs? And it's like half the time the job isn't really who they are and what they even want to be. I mean, people are stuck in jobs that go nowhere that they don't, they're just doing it to make a buck. And I'm like, then the issue is that we shouldn't be so there, there shouldn't be such a big expense on just trying to survive. Like so many people are just trying to find what they want to do. Like for instance, my grandparents, he went at the age of 16 to the war fought because he's the only male in his family. His dad died at 20 and then he had to come back and raise all of his sisters and help out with his mom. He didn't have a life. He didn't get an opportunity to do so. And in the world today where there's opportunities to be a vlogger, a gamer as a job, but yet it's still a task to try and be able to pursue something you want to do. Right. I I mean, what, what, was he, I mean, that's the other thing. How, how long ago was that? Like your grandfather, was that like the probably World War II? 40 years ago. So like Vietnam War? Yeah. Kind of thing? Right. So 
even then, you know, and it does, it happens today too. People die young and things like that, you know, but even in that regard, like going away and like having, that's like real purpose. When I was 18 years old, I thought about going, I got into the, the coast guard. Like I was going to do that. Like that gives you like at least a start of real purpose. Cause a lot of it today in the last 30 years for me has been like what you're supposed to just define what, what your major is, you know? Oh, okay. Now my major is sociology. Now my major is physical therapy. Like, how does it, it, it was so tied into who you were. This is what I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to do. And it's like, it's a burden, you know? And I feel like actually, and Brianna, my co-host on Jobs Bo podcast, she's going to, she talks about this all the time because we're like a little older and we have this perspective. It was like drilled into you that like what your major is, what you come out of college doing is what you're going to do. And that's who you're going to be. And you were like, ah, you know, what if, you know, but nowadays it's not like that. I have a lot of younger cousins I used to teach. I see a lot of these kids come up. They just buck the whole thing. They don't care. And it's a good thing. And in a lot of ways, but they're not the same, you know, breed that we were. They're kind of like, yeah, I'll figure it out. You know, and that's like a very empowering position, but it is very different from people who grew up thinking like, no, you are who and what your job is. And I will be honest, like I also got laid off a couple of years ago and it really kicked my ass. It did because everything I had did was centered around the, the work that I was doing. Oh, you, I'm this kind of person, you know, and I, but I've also been so many other things a writer comedian an actor an event organizer working with teenagers been a science teacher and to me everything was like who I was I was like I'm all of these things you know but at the same time when I got laid off from the one of my main jobs which was working with teens at a like a Y like a local community uh, place and I'd been there for many years and I had done so many crazy things I was so proud of it wasn't big you know world changing things but it was projects and events and programs that I was proud of developing. And when that got taken away, I was, I, I still am pissed about that in a lot of ways, you know, because I worked so hard on it. So I think it's important to whatever you do, you have, I think the, the, these millennials and Gen Z's have, they have something in their favor, which is you don't have to tie your identity into what work you do. You can do different things. You can have a linear career path. You can have a nonlinear career path. You know, you could have a podcast and your name could be Robbie and you could talk to old farts like me, you know, and you can give us a platform to kind of share perspective. Like you're right. You could be a gamer, you know, and I think it's cool that your grandfather like came back and said, okay, that is real responsibility, right? That is, I came back from the war. I have to find a job. I have to take care of people like that's, that's defining of who you are. I noticed it about him because when I was watching him play with like um, my little nephew, he was coloring a coloring book with them and he was like acting like a child. And I was just like looking at him like you get to do that. But he was like, you got to understand, like I put everything on hold because I had to. He goes, you have this opportunity. You're growing up in a time where you don't have to do that. He goes, what are you putting on hold right now because of what? I was like, at the time, I think I wanted to be an actor. And I was like, well, my teeth are kind of messed up. So that's not good for camera. And I'm very shy about that. And he goes, that's your biggest fucking problem. He goes, you know what I was dealing with? I was, I lost a father. I had to leave the war and take care of a whole family. He goes, you understand that everything, depending on your age, yes, it might be the same extreme issue in your head, but there's drastic differences. And it's just, this just hit me. Like I'm 23. I work at a gym. I saw a person come in who I've seen on Facebook show that they got their doctorate They're They're, you know, they're becoming a doctor, whatever. And I'm watching and I'm like, damn, like what? you're not going to ever have to struggle with bills. 
that should not be what defines a person is if yeah surviving is important but are you fucking happy because i watch that person who's a doctor who's whatever and they're miserable and they spend their weekends getting hammered drunk and i'm like i don't need that i don't feel i need to get hammered i'm having fun talking to so many people like yourself all over the world that i would have never even thought of if i would never even started this podcast I, I think you have, uh, I think probably talked to a lot of people and you have a good perspective from listening and hearing stories. And at the same time, you know, you're young, you know, so you're, you have a certain amount of experience, right? So you're like wise beyond your years in a lot of ways. I think um, you're dead right on, on the whole doctor thing and the money thing, you have, but it's also tied into the social media thing, right? So you're saying, oh, I see them on Facebook. You have no effing idea what anyone is going through and we need to break ourselves and our if you have kids eventually or whoever you know to, uh, from that mentality of what you see on the social media is somehow what is really going on we care too much about what we're seeing it's like a celebrity like you know newspaper paparazzi culture oh right? and you so love you it when you see justice for johnny that people are like either up in a praise of like oh finally the woman's getting this and i'm like hang on you're it's people brag in public and they cry in private but when they see someone who has an extreme amount of fame this just happened to me with dave dorbeck whoever that fucking streamer is that has like sexual charges on him everyone was like this guy was a popular vlogger how could he do this i'm like they're fucking people and you're investing way too much time into their life and then you're feeding off way too much when you see them fall and that is an issue Right. Well, every right. It's like your whole life is tied around there. Like you have no idea what they're going through. I just talked to a friend of mine. He posts all these pictures and everything looks amazing. And, and, and he's got money and this and that. And then I had like a candid just phone conversation with him, an old friend from high school. And he was telling me some like pretty fucked up things about what's going on with his family, you know? And I was like, there was no way I would ever know that ever, ever, ever. And I've known this guy for 40 years. So you don't know what's going on with people. Look, I just watched this, this video, uh, this, you know, on Instagram with the reels and like, they just come up, right. You're like scrolling through and this girl's doing stand up, right. I've never heard of her before. She's at a club with a big sign behind her head, right. The whole thing. And she, she's doing this, these jokes. And I'm like, I, I don't, you, nobody knows who this girl is. They're fine. They weren't funny or not funny they're fine right but she's got hundred thousand views on this thing why does she have a hundred thousand views on this thing it's not because man i had to go and see this girl's thing because we all know who she is and her name is Chappelle and whatever she it's just people clicking through and and liking and the number just goes up and it's false sense of of everything of success of 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 importance significance you know my dad used to say all the time like you're insignificant we're all insignificant like don't blow yourself up to be <laughs> more than you are because at the end of the day we all end up in the same place right yeah. so i i totally hear you on on uh on the importance of things i think it's so cool that your grandfather uh because i do this with my kids like stops what he's doing gets on the floor plays with the grandkid because that's the important thing you know i'm sitting here in his desk talking to you right now right my kids come over and nine times out of ten even if i'm in the middle of something they're like look my son's right here sitting here right now dad come play with me i'm usually like yes and i stop what i'm doing even if it delays my what my goal for the day or whatever because that's the important thing that's what's gonna matter later on those relationships you build so you want to define yourself by something define yourself by how invested you are in your friends and family and kids and you know and it's funny because people 
people will bring up the, uh, I guess, the dispute of like, well, that doesn't help me try and survive and pay my bills. And I'm like, yeah, but it's everything that you have, everything that you're paying for. Is, is that stuff that you really need? I mean, compared to the grand scheme of things, like I always considered parenting, at least in this aspect of things, there's, yes, having a home, having clothes for your kids, having food for your kids is very important. But from a kid that had that, but didn't have that connection and didn't have that that was there, you don't want to be a foreigner in your own household. That is the scariest thing because what I cherish after you know you lose people that are close to you like that is the memories, the moments. I'm not going to remember the bowl of Fruit Loops. I'm not going to remember that. What I'm going to remember is sitting down and doing a puzzle with you, doing those types of moments. And you want to know like what actually, let me, you will and you won't. I think when you're younger, it's easy to remember all those things. But as you get older and especially little kids, like talk to little kids, right? Ask them like, what did you just do a month ago? Right. Three-year-olds, five-year-olds, they, they don't, you know, they, the memory of, they don't remember all the little things that you do. They remember the, how you make them feel right. When I need something, that person is there. When I was upset, that person listened to me, you know, they don't, they might remember a couple of instances, you know, look for me when I was in my twenties, I remembered it. I had a great, I still have a good memory, but I remembered everything. All of a sudden I hit my thirties and I'm like, I can't remember a fucking thing from last week. The older you get, especially as an adult, but even more so as a kid, you, you just, you remember how people make you feel. That's the important thing. That's why I think we, we as parents, if we're going to talk about the parent thing, should be doing that. You know, as far as your friends who say things like, well, I got to make a buck and I got to have a living. Yeah, you always do. There's certain people that are super ambitious and come up with a good business idea and they get it and all good, all power to them. You know, I just don't think everybody needs to do that anymore. The last two years, COVID, starting this podcast, my own ups and downs in my professional life. Like, I, I think you just need to do really what makes you happy because there is, if there was a, if it, if this was a football game and there were rules and everybody was playing by the same rules, then get in line and learn the rules and play the game by the rules. But there are none, there are no rules. And I think that's the one good thing that's come out of, out of like all of this, you know, the, the times that we're living in right now is that there are no rules. Do what makes you happy. I have a family member who started a business. We interviewed him on our podcast recently and sorry, uh, had a, uh, he has a business that he started. It's a brilliant business. It's he makes the product himself. He sends it out. It's environmentally conscious, but also he's kind of just not, he's just doing it enough to survive right now. He's traveling around the country. He's living his life. So he, he's not doing the like Amazon, Jeff Bezos got to have a warehouse and make all this money. And what's my capital and my return. And uh, are we growing? What's my growth? But he's just kind of like, I'll get there. I'll figure it out. And I was like, Oh, like a wave of, of relief. I was like, you know, I am not going to tell you that is awesome. If you got your hands around that, do it, you know? And at the same time, you got a guy who wants to be a, a stockbroker and go 80 hours a week. You know, they're, that's what they do. They come out of college the first 10 years, you don't see them. Right. But guess what? After 10 years, they're making 250 base salary, not to mention, you know what I'm saying? So good for you. If you want to do that, here's my piece of advice. Here's my one thing. My dad used to say this all the time. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how successful you are. You can only wear one pair of shoes at a time. That's it. I, I hope that plays how that should play, but it, that's it. You, you can have all the money in the world, but you're only walking around with one pair of shoes at a time like the rest of us. So, well, how many people, you know, you, you talk to them and you say like, 
are you happy? It's like, yeah, I'm happy. And it's like, oh, what makes you happy? And it's like, well, I got a nice house. I got a nice car. And it's just like, yeah, but are you happy? You look at it like I know so many people, even a buddy of mine who ended up taking up over his family's business. Uh, he shot himself. Oh. He had everything. He had no worries of bills, none of that. But he was depressed. He wasn't happy in his life. He didn't get to do what he wanted to do. He felt like he was controlled his whole life. You know, right. every single move was already set for him by his parents. And it's like, it makes you well, look but that's at what it is. That's what it probably is, right? It's 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 not about the money. It's not about the house. Is a Mercedes good for you? That's fun for the moment, right? That's but but it's probably the control. I don't feel like I'm in control of my life. I don't feel like I'm making decisions on my own that are affecting how many people is involved. How many people feel like they're in control of their life right now, considering that everything that they ever worked for might have been closed down by the pandemic? I don't mean control. I mean that that's no, but that's different. That's stuff that happens to you. We couldn't control that. But it's Broadway couldn't control that. It's still it's still control, though, is that I feel like before this, especially and especially now it's needed to be talked about is the fact of like the control that you had that you thought that you could do anything you ever wanted and you realize something bigger than you could tell you no you can't it really starts to question a lot of people i mean i've asked a lot of people during this pandemic like what did you find about yourself because everyone wants to talk about the negatives and it's like well i started a business i started this i work from home it's like yes don't put your thing on going to a nine to five because you have to to pay the bills when you have something that you want to do that can make you money but it's going to take it's a gamble but you need to invest into it it's not just something be like that's a pipe dream that's a pipe dream no it's fucking not you can work on that and now with everything and how fragile we all realize it is you can see it's not just a pipe dream it's a little bit more than that right i totally agree i think you i think the the quote-unquote apocalypse changed everybody's mind of like what is possible what is necessary here look this is just something like personal but like like we none of us can go to restaurants right every every restaurant was closed down across the country right now they're like starting to open some states more than others right i realized i don't give a shit about restaurants i don't care i don't like going to them i don't like the whole thing i don't like the upcharging i don't like worrying about who's paying this time and who paid last time it's stressful it's i don't care Right. Like I, it doesn't mean I don't like food, but I can go to the place and take the food out or I can cook at home. It just like it just like relieved me of this burden of like, oh, as soon as we get back, we got, especially with kids, you got to go. And can we sit in the back and there's screaming and what are you going to eat and sit down? <laughs> it's, so like it just wiped the sleep clean as far as I'm concerned. And in, in regards to jobs and working, what you want to do, you still obviously have to make money and 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 have some kind of like, you know, consistency. But you're so right. Like the rules are gone. You can do whatever you want. You just got to do it. That's the other thing. You can't just, you got to like one of the, we've, we've interviewed 60 guests or something on our podcast. And the one consistent thing about all these successful entrepreneurs is that they don't, they almost don't think, right. They don't overthink. They just go, they do, they jump, right. They, they don't hesitate. There's and, and that is like literally the consistent piece of DNA that all these people have. That look at you. You're 23 years old. You like set up this podcast. You have this great background there. You have a job, but you're like doing this other venture. I'm sure there's a thousand other things you could be thinking to make it more reach and this and that, but you're not worrying about it right now. You're just going. 
you know? So I think that's like the, the message that hopefully everyone takes out of this, especially like now what nobody's not, everybody's going back to office settings and that lifestyle. I hope they don't. I hope they don't because you know what being those commutes, screw those commutes. It's a fucking waste of life, dude. You should be spending time with your friends and family. You should be, you know, you're so much, I, I mean, not everybody's as effective, but just like the, you know, working from home, but just taking advantage of those that time it's two extra hours a day for most people if not more i know people were driving two hours each way to get to work and now they can work from home look at that you just saved a 30 uh, uh what a sixth of your day right there like it's amazing i think the best thing that probably came out of this all was like a, a little bit of clarity too and i need know it seems still like it's clouded a little bit but it, just the sense of like, oh my God, the stress. I mean, the amount, like it does get pretty bad if you're in a house with your family for a week, somebody en- ends up reaching for a butter knife. That's going to happen. <laughs> um, but that's, it just- it, In my it, house, it's a plastic toy knife from the <laughs> kitchen in the bedroom. <laughs> but uh, it really kind of hits this level with people where like, I remember working at a hotel way before the pandemic. And then I was just miserable. I mean, getting into my car and then pulling up into the parking lot an extra 20 minutes sitting in it just like, fuck, like you got to go in. And I had talked to a buddy of mine who's a Power Ranger, and he was talking about like he left his customer service job. We did an episode on it. It's him, you know, opening up about it and everything. And he's like, I don't, I don't, it's so hard to get a job. It's so hard to just do, be happy. And I'm like, you're a fucking Power Ranger. And some people's eyes, that might seem like nothing, but to Wait, me, he's that's like a Power every- Ranger, yeah. one of the actors. Power yeah. Ranger? Well, he was the stuntman for all of them from 1998 to 2003. Oh, that's so he rad. actually got more screen time than uh, some of the, the actors. Yeah. Right. Because they wore the masks. Right. Yeah. So I was talking to him. I was like, you don't understand how fucking awesome that is. And he was like, and I, I even I told you, it's going to feel like shit. You're going to feel worthless not having a job. But when you f- there's always that next step, there's always that next thing. I remember right after. After I left the casino, I was out of a job or not casino. I was out of the hotel. I was out of the job for a month. I joined a casino. I have, I had to wear a uniform at a casino. I had to do all this stuff that I didn't feel comfortable doing. And then, but then when I was at the casino, I had to wear a uniform. I am, I'm a gym guy. I'm a fit guy. I get really self-conscious about my body. I wear big shirts, everything wearing a uniform with a tucked in belt. I was sitting there miserable for the first couple of weeks. And so many people were coming up to me and saying, this isn't for you. And I was like, what am I doing something wrong? They're like, I've worked here 50 years. And you saying that you're just here till you find the next thing. It doesn't end that way. I thought I was going to be here for a month. I've been here 50 years. And I'm just like, And it, but but let, let's break it down, right? So we're talking about the job thing, the career thing, right? Like you, that guy, that one person admittedly could be miserable, right? And said, I'm just going to stay here because it's an easy job and it's a paycheck and I know what I'm doing, right? So let's just talk about that because it's something we, we talk about all the time on the podcast, but also like my wife too. We, we live in a capitalist society. Do, are you a football fan? Are you a football guy? I'll watch it if it's on. Okay, sports guy, right? So like maybe late 90s or mid 90s or so, like most of the sports started going to like crazy free agency, right? It used to be like you basically signed with the team and you were with that team forever, right? Or for a long time, like getting out of, of ownership from, Ray like Lewis, from ownership. Baby. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they they owned you, basically, right? It was, like, impossible to go. You could do it. It was free agency existed. But all of a sudden, they abolished it, 
right? And I remember being like, oh my God, what the fuck? I'm going to lose my favorite players. Like, I don't know who these guys are, but that changed the culture of sports, right? So look at it now. You have a guy, he signs a five-year contract, right? After four years, they caught him or trade him. He goes to another team. So now your career, look at LeBron James. Now, your career is defined by multiple different landing spots and different teams. It's not Michael Jordan. You're only on the, the Bulls the whole time. That's how, that's how in a lot of ways the corporate world is works too it used to be 70s 80s before that you worked 50 years for that company if you and you could only move up sometimes to a certain level you could be a guy and if you didn't leave and go to another company and take a higher job you were never going to move up in that company so that hotel worker right he would need to go to another hotel as like a he was an assistant manager of the restaurant now he's a manager of the restaurant you know what he loved the other hotel he used to work back but he's got to work there for two or three years and then jump back and be the general manager of the restaurant, right? This movement in a lot of ways became the culture of how you succeed because people only see you in one spot. So there's, th- th- that is absolutely what's going on. You could jump ship and you could have your podcast at night and still work in your gym and, and do that. If somebody notices that about you, man, you got so much more to give. That's great. There's a lot of different paths. The point is, is that there's a lot, you cannot just sit in one spot. You can't be stagnant. There's only so much you're going to grow. Look at teachers, right? You have a teaching degree. You're going to get a teaching degree. Most teaching uh, board of educations, they require you to get a master's degree if you want to keep your job after five years. So they're forcing you to get more education. Then you want to get more pay after that. You got to go back to school and get 30 credits above that, right? So they're forcing you to say, if you want to make more money, if you want to move up the ranks here, you're going to have to get more training more education, right? It's movement. You're not just getting a job anymore and your pay is going to go up every year and I'm going to, it just doesn't happen. You can do it. You can stay in those positions, but you're never going to have growth that way. And I don't mean that as like just financial growth, emotional growth too. You get older, you're 45 years old, as opposed to say 35 years old or 25 years old, right? And new people are coming in and they're moving up and they're skipping out and they're coming back to the company, but you still stay in the kind of general bubble you're going to have be you're going to have animosity you're going to be you're going to be annoyed you're going to be like why meet not meet there there's some responsibility you have to take about movement too so like if somebody's noticing that about you if somebody's noticing that about you yeah you just gotta it's just about movement and and i think you know I just, yeah. I, th- I think I get scared, not for myself. I get scared for people that, I mean, you're going to see a lot now, like how many times somebody is in a corporation for 20 years thinking this is where they're going to lay their footprint. And next thing you know, it's all gone. And the next thing you know, you have this thing of like, did I ever want to pursue the things I wanted to pursue? I think that's what my grandpa really tried to instill into me. It was like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't fucking know. He's like, well, until you figure that out, you can get a job because, but don't ever feel like you you're locked down and you're going to put everything on hold because it doesn't work out in the long run. And it, it hit me so deep because I think there's problems on all ends as when it comes to parents telling even schools telling your kids you could be an astronaut you could be present you'd be all these things and then if they don't reach those expectations next thing you know it's like well fuck i'm 40 years old and i'm doing this and i could have been doing that because i could have been a pre and it's like i feel like what do you want to do is the main question to ask and then if they have that i don't know answer big like, well until you figure that out get something but don't ever let that go away because the power ranger guy I was telling you about arm wrestler professional arm wrestling like what? That's a that's a fucking astronaut thing you ask a kid. But he was like, no, it's a real thing. 
go for it. And now he's starting to pursue it. And it's like, you get to see how many people are like, I don't really want to talk about my job. Well, fucking, then that's not what you want to do. That's just right. But you got to put the work in too, Rob. If he wants to be a professional arm wrestler, even if he's the best stunt man ever and, you know, Hollywood stunt man like that, that's a whole other realm of work and commitment. You know, they say 10,000 hours. They say, I mean, like, you know, unflinchingly committed to it, you know? So there's a, also a difference between dreaming and doing, right? Back to the kind of entrepreneurial standpoint. Look at stand-up comedians, right? A lot of people say, I want to be a stand-up comedian, right? But the bottom line is the people that are like getting well-known, like real followers, not just Instagram click-throughs and things like that. They're out every night. They're out till four in the morning. They're, they're, ne- My they're boy, Jim Brewer. You know, they, they live it. They live, they wake up as comedy. They go to bed as comedy. I'm not saying it's not a world of degenerates too. There are a lot of degenerate people, part of why they're so funny. But the point is, is that you, you're living it, you're breathing it, arm wrestling, whatever it is. So when you find that thing that you want to do, it's just, you got to jump in all four feet. You know, like you get your whole entire immerse yourself in it because that's the only way you'll be successful at it. You know, it's like this. You're 23. Right. So you graduated high school. Let me guess. You graduated high school. You went to college right after yeah. that, that next fall. Right. You went four years of college. You graduated two. from that two years of college. You graduated. Now you're kind of like, OK, now what am I going to do? Right. Who the fuck knows what they want to do at 18 years old? Right? I know what I'm going to study for the, that's going to put me on some path for the rest of my life. I, I really honest, especially now with the way the world is and, and young people, I think nobody should go to college until they're 20, right? You have two years to fuck around, figure it out, work terrible jobs, start a business, all these things that you, you can go to the military, you know, anything that kind of gives you some life experience. So in a way you can figure out what you don't want to do. Right. And then you can start crossing a little thing. Oh, I really want to work with kids. Okay. Go work in this little, go work in this school as like a, a preschool assistant. And then you get there and you're like, oh, fuck that. I don't want to ever do that again. Now you don't waste four years of college on an education degree because you're like, oh, I actually don't like that. You know, there's an element to that of like time, like let it happen. That also plays back into later on. Like you get laid off or COVID hits or something. You got to just trust a little bit that. I'm trying to trust that the universe is going to come back around and say, okay, you know, here's this, all your experience, you know, parlays into this situation. Um, And in the meantime, I'm just, you know, writing and, and doing podcasts and talking to you. I mean, I feel like you and I are going to talk every morning now. And that's what I'm requesting every fucking morning. You call me and we have this conversation, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like just doing and moving until something pops up and then you go, okay, no, I can see myself doing this. You know, there's no answer. There's no right answer. You know, it's just, I think if there was going to be one answer, I would just say, commit yourself to whatever it is you're endeavoring to do. You know, you think you want to do something, study it, get the training, get the experience network, you know, do the work, fake it till you make it. And if it doesn't work out, you know, you can always start an OnlyFans page and just put your ass up there. And maybe right. Nobody even talks about like the monkey wrench of like the people that find like a sugar mama or something that takes care. If you can once a month, treat this lady to a special night and then you get to drive (laughs) around the McLaren the other 30 something days. Come on now. (laughs) You know what? I mean, if you're not hurting anybody, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Is there a rule to it? 
you know. I mean, I, how many people have you talked to, for instance, that have had like this path where they didn't know where to go? And that's, I feel like a lot of the world right now is at this moment of like, what's the next step? Where do I go? Like, even for me, there are some nights I'm driving and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is going to, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to turn the podcasting into a career thing at all. I'm just having fun meeting people like yourself, but I want to know what that step is. Cause for ever, I thought, well, I'm going to go to college. All right. What are you going to do after that? And there was really never an answer. And then it was just like this thing of like, how many people are just doing it? And so what happens when they get to the end of that timeline where it's like, fuck, I did. It's time to graduate. And I still don't really know what I want to do, do. And it's like, yeah. fucking- well, that goes back to your original point, which is the identity. Oh, I graduated. I got a degree in uh, my degree was in like communication journalism. Oh, I got to get a job in PR. Or journalism, I mean, right? I mean, I just studied it, you know. It's like, Any freaking person that has a blog is a journalist now. It's just right. It, well, every, but I'm talking 23 years ago. So yeah, it's when, that's the issue. That. Time has put this like the worry where like I talk about 10 years ago compared to 50 years ago. 50 years ago is far. 10 years ago is far too. It's even a fucking year from now, it's gonna look completely different. And it's constantly changing etch a sketching up to the point where it's like, what's the safe bet? Well, I mean, I don't I you said how many people we talked to. I, I used to work with teens. I mean, I'm you're 23, so 20 years ago I was I was teaching, you know, subbing, but I was working with people your age, you know, as like, you know, 10, 13 year olds, you know, and and you know, there was, it was a different set of advice of like what to do and what am I going to do with myself and follow your passions is an easy thing to tell people, you know, but then you have people who are now my age. My dad even had a, like a, with his company when he was in his like fifties, it like, you know, went away and he had to like kind of start over, you know? So there's like passion, but there's also like trust what you're good at and what, you know, you can't let go of that either. There is is a, a reputation you have to build either we call it a resume or whatever i would say too that really you know even if you hate jobs or you don't want to you know you don't love a corporate structure which some people don't i would still say don't burn bridges i think that's a big 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 thing because ultimately somebody who uh can't who who could help you get a job somewhere else even if it's in a totally different industry could speak on your behalf can be very powerful and it can also be equally as powerful if you leave situations you know and on a sour note and someone gets you know it's so easy to reach people nowadays oh did you used to work with this person yeah uh what's it like to work with them oh he's an asshole well you just lost that job you know so i would say you know those kinds of things, passion, but training, like, you know, dude, if you're like into podcasting, I would say this, don't deny yourself the fact that you're into it and you love it and you love interviewing people and hearing stories because if people are like, well, does it really make any money? That's not your, that's not you talking, right? That's somebody else talking in your ear and saying, oh, you can't make money from this. You got to believe it. You got to you fake it till you make it, you know, like you, you, but there's so many of those little phrases like that, but Push yourself to do it. Learn everything about it. You know, you're 23. You, you can afford to go across country to take a job at a little radio station or some or or travel the country and interview people on your laptop, you know, and, and get stories. I'm not I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying you have the ability, the freedom to like to kind of take chances right now. Immerse yourself in it. So to anyone listening to this, it's it's the older people. You can still follow your passions, but really, you know, it, it, um, ramp up you know that phrase ramp yeah. up 
get get the experience and knowledge. And if you're a younger person, just jump in two feet into anything you want to do, but full, wholeheartedly, no BS. You want to be a fashion designer? Go out there, get the training, learn how to use a sewing machine, make your own clothes out of old clothes. You know, do it, but don't fuck, don't just talk about it. Go out there and do it. That's what they talk about comedy too. It's about playing those late night shows. It's about trying to craft out your own jokes and spend the time to create. So, so many people during the pandemic became to stand up comedian. And I was like, what the fuck? Like who, where are you playing how? at? <laughs> uh, yeah. How? Where? Um, where in your backyard? But I heard Jim Brewer and he's the type where it, like Joe Rogan was like, like, what were you late for the Mirage or something? And Jim Brewer goes to the Mirage fucking Southwest Casino. And he's like, what? He goes, I don't ever play the Mirage. I never get asked to go there. And I'm like, fucking in my eyes, Jim Brewer is an amazing stand up comedian. Amazing. I mean, even good half baked, whatever you want to talk about. And I was just hearing him say, I'm not good enough to play that. And it just fucking blew my mind of like. So many people are thinking they're going to get this Dave Chappelle, this Joe Rogan style fame from cracking a couple of jokes. And I'm like, man, a lot of the times I'm watching, it's like you were saying, watching that kind of girl, like, yeah, you got views and stuff, but is it funny? Like, is, are you getting into it because you actually enjoy making people laugh? Are you getting into it because that's what's in the spotlight and that's showing you what you can be? Same thing when Jersey Shore was big. Everyone wanted to be on a reality television show. Jackass got big. People were filming Jackass videos, AFV. All that shit goes farther and farther down thinking they can be that person to do that. And I'm like, but is that what you want or is that just what's in your eye right now? Tabloid. Well, yeah, tabloid. Yeah, what were you gonna say? Well, tabloid magazine showed you bad shit about people that people look at like, oh my god, like I can't believe that about that person. I'm like, they're a fucking person. Anybody's gonna try anything they possibly can do, like we said in the well, at least I said in the beginning, of trying to chip somebody down. But people want to still be that person. It's a jealousy aspect of things. And I'm like, what do you actually want to fucking do? My best friend does not want to talk, does not want to listen to podcasts, does not want to be on a podcast, doesn't want any level of <laughs> fame all he what wants to do is work hvac and fucking come home and watch fucking hulu or whatever the hell and that's all he does and i'm but, like but that's no, he's happy wrong with that right yeah if that's what he likes doing and you know what here's the little thing right here's the other thing he probably loves it because he thinks or believes that he's great at it and that's all that's important you need you need a little justification from what you you right like you go out you do this work people are happy thanks so much you fixed my thing you know I don't have to worry about this now it's gonna be cool here in the summer and you leave with like a sense of like I had purpose you know it's not just a paycheck it's not just I have to pay my bills it's there's if he's happy I guarantee you that's part of it whether he talks about it or not and you know what if in his spare time he doesn't want to go to restaurants or he doesn't want to come on the podcast and he just wants to sit around and do that's up to him right that's his right well, like, that's the best thing right there is what is the purpose if you're working at a job and you feel like this isn't your purpose then why are you wasting a minute there i said what there's six sixty five thousand five hundred and seventy two days and an average lifespan of 71 years why would you waste a minute of that being unhappy you know well, that because is, but that's that, that it's an easy thing to say dude it, People yeah. don't go into it with that perspective. Exactly. They go into it with, with I have two kids. I got to pay for things. Exactly. You know, like, why is, why does that, that, that is, that is my issue. That's what I'm trying to get to is why is it so damn costly to have a life and to do what you want? Well, that's a whole other, con I mean, look, that's where I was going at, in the beginning. Like, look at houses. Like, look, 
I mean, that's a whole other. It's fucking too grand to rent a house where I live. A one bedroom, one bath. Too grand. How is a kid my age working a job that gets paid every two weeks that is $600 going to be able to afford a place for two grand, then groceries, then appliances, and then this? It doesn't work out well. Right. But here's what I'm saying. There's no going back to that. If you look at when my parents bought a house. Right. When they were when they were, you know, starting out. Right. They I think let's say they put they paid eighty thousand dollars for this huge piece of property, big house. Right. And then so and relative to what they were making, I think, let's say my dad at the time was making like, say, thirty five thousand dollars. So you're telling me that his job. Right. Whatever he was making, the house he was buying was only double the cost of what his, or the, the, the number of what he was making, what his salary was. So if I go and look at a house right now, that's $500,000 that you're telling me that I need to make $250,000 to keep pace. We don't what, have a million dollars on you. Yeah. Like what, what are you talking about? So the, obviously the, the, the situations have changed. The economies, those are the, some of the rules you have to play with. The rent goes up. I look out, I'm looking at, I'm right now in New York. I'm looking out at other buildings and who, who's, who has all the money to pay? Where are they getting this money? You, you ever I mean? like look at somebody's like lights on at like, let's say it's one o'clock yeah. and you're looking at your window and there's just one light up and then there's a bunch of rooms without lights and there's a light there and a yeah. light there. I videotape it. Maybe there's a boob that walks by or something. That's like what that. I'm saying. You never know. But uh, no, I'm, and I'm usually the guy who's up late like that uh, and with the light on. But you know what I'm saying? The point is, is that look, the money is not going to change. Who does that? It, it, that's the rule. Those are certain rules you have to live by living in this country, living in this society, right? I, I just think that you still have an opportunity to find your purpose before, like what you said, it was like, I just got to get a job and I got to pay bills and do all this stuff. And that's how I was coming out of college. I had, I had this job. It was great. But like my whole life was about like, do the thing that is organized and pay the bills. And, and, and I was like, whose life am I living right now? You know? And, but I wasn't, I wasn't conscious enough. It was very taboo to go and do something else, you know, like so even do comedy be, had to be had to be a hobby first that I did at night. And the whole time from the first time I did it was like, this is all I really want to do until a couple of years later, I was at a job and it wasn't I, I missed the promotion. It was between me and this other girl. It turned out this girl was like in kissing ass for years before I even got there. I was never going to beat her out for that job, right? She was good at what she did, right? Certainly was, but she also played the ass kissing game and I just can't fucking do that. I can't swallow the ass kissing game, right? And I didn't get the promotion. I was stuck there. So I ended up just piecing out and I said, screw it. This is exactly what we're talking about. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I'm going to give up this idea of I have to make a certain amount of money i'm going to give up this idea of like i have to do it the way my parents do it did it and people were very supportive and they still are my wife i met her and it's not like i got married and she was like all right now you gotta go have a regular like she's the most supportive person who picks me up and pushes me further too that's also important friends and family around who believe in you and your dream and support you right it is so important more than ever nowadays especially with wiping the slate clean because they're the people who pick you up and say dude i still believe in you keep going right there's always a lot of haters out there you just can't listen you don't surround yourself with those people get rid of them even if it's your brother or your uncle and you've always had them around if they're not you know helping you be a happier person like that and they don't help you find your purpose even in little ways you know then there's other people out there who will be, you know, it's so important. So you can have purpose, you can have success, you can pay your bills, you can have that $2,000 apartment. You just have to jump in and commit to it. I mean, kind of circle around the same thing. What pushed you to start the podcast? 
uh, being laid off. Actually, Brianna, who you're going to talk to, right, coming up uh, soon, she she's a little uh, she's about my age, a little older than me. We knew each other from doing stand up. Uh, she calls me one day and just to talk and catch up. And she's like super frustrated about being laid off again. PR is one of those things where you can be great at it, make a lot of money as a and she's good. She's like a good piece. She knows she understands media. But, you know, it's also one of the first departments that gets laid off when people, when companies are cutting back and she got, she got hit again, She's super frustrated. I had been laid off, but I also had just had a kid. So and a second kid. So my, all my focus and attention was on that, you know, and I was, um, so like at the same time, like I basically had uh, another kid. So I was, all my focus was on that. And the, the the getting laid off thing was definitely still, you know, I was sour about it, but I had something else to focus on, right? I was home, he was a baby. My wife was working. I was taking care of him. And she calls me up and she's like, listen, we got to do something. Let's just, you want to start a podcast? And at first it was just going to be like about, you know, HR, like screw HR, we hate yep. HR. It Here's fucked me over about. pretty hard when I worked at the hotel. Yeah. And you know, that's the kind of misconception, that's a whole other conversation, but that's the misconception about HR. Like they're really there to like help you. They're not there to help you. They're there I have an 18 minute video on my phone of them literally trying to cut me straight out. Yeah, it's such BS. You got to be weary of anybody. In in if you're at work, anybody weary who's in HR, they're looking. They're like hawks. They're like the FBI. They're not there for you unless something really terrible happens, you know. But they're really there to protect the company and everything. And and again, that kind of goes back to the ass kissing thing. If you're not kissing the right ass, right, you're just on a list and it's just waiting for your time. But anyway. We were going to do it just to kind of screw you to HR thing. And we realized that that was probably two episodes, maybe max of just bitching about HR stories. And then we said, you know what, actually, this kind of goes to what you're saying, too, is like, let's turn it around and turn it into something positive, right? Like, let's be inspirational. Let's have guests come on instead of shitting on their old jobs, like talk about you know what they did how did they move on from getting laid off how did they take a chance and become an entrepreneur relatable experiences yeah relatable experiences or people wanting to do the same thing but not knowing how i have a friend who was on who actually does the music on our show and he's a lawyer by day and a hip-hop artist by night and he releases albums he's not just saying he's a hip-hop artist he's legit right but he still has a day job so some people are playing both sides he's happy he's married he has a kid you know like it's okay. You know, like it's okay to do that. So we turned it around and we said, here's something that gives us some purpose. Do we, do we make a lot of money doing it? No. Would we love it to be our full-time job? Yeah. But there's a lot of things that would need to happen, but the purpose aspect is there. We feel that we're either helping ourselves from these guests or we're helping our audience and it's grown. And so that's how I, I met her. And that's how we came up with, I mean, I met her doing stand up years ago, but that's how we came up with, you know, the podcast idea. And Again, even if it's just like a fun venture, what's the difference between this and bowling night? You know what I mean? Like, all right, so you work and you have your life and then you go hang out with your friends a couple hours a week and go bowling, you know? Like, it, it's kind of like a little of, of both. It could be something that turns into something and we still try and push and it helps us feel like, you know, there's potential for a dream or a big hit, you know, as opposed to, as opposed to someone who plays the lottery. Right. The lottery is just, I mean, it's also a crapshoot, but like, what do they do? They go, they buy a ticket and they just scratch it once a week or twice a week and just hope that it hits. You know, I mean, that's not purpose, you know, like, you know, at least like my I dad was if you have her, if you're having fun doing it, then it has purpose. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that on the, on the, 
on the lottery, the fun thing. But my my dad, like, you know, he had his ups and downs with business and things like that. But the one great thing about him was that he was always coming up with ideas, right? What about this? What about a sport? He loves sports and this. What about a, a goggles to put on your eyes so when you're practicing your free throws, you can't see anything else except the rim? And I was like... In theory, that's a great idea, right? So we tried to make it. I put crazy glue around sunglasses in the garage. He's like, my eyes are burning. I'm like, we need to go back to the drawing board. Like, <laughs> like at least he was trying. He was calling. And my dad had this like ability to like literally pick up the phone. He would call me and be like, I just spoke to the CEO of, of Dick's Sporting Goods. I was like, what? How did you get on the phone with the, what? How does he, even, and he would do that all the time. And to this day, I still don't even know how he would, he would do that, you know, but he, he had this little drive in him of like, I'm going to come up. One of my ideas is going to hit, you know, and, you know, at least it was purpose in that, you know, and most people are miserable. I know people have money, they're, they're insurance brokers, they're wealth management people. And you know what? I, I don't care what they post online. I don't care what they're mean people. They're harsh people. They're bullies. They're not happy. And like what? So you're, I'm supposed to be like you? No freaking way, dude. No way. You can, you can go live your, your, you can go be miserable self by yourself. I don't care how much money you have. I, and that's the other thing. You just focus on your own shit. You know, not you just like, Everybody just focus on your own shit and, and leave everyone else alone. And if you got too much to say about it, you can go shove it where the sun don't shine. My kids are here. I would have said, go fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> anyway. uh, Josh, dude, that's, I, I agree with you, man. hundred percent, dude. I just, you know, times are tough right now, especially with everything going on. And I know people are talking about sense of normalcy and all this type of stuff. And I'm like, Try and find it where you can. I mean, there are plenty of things out there. I don't want to be on my deathbed and somebody asked me how I made it through life. And I'm like, that's the word made it through life. What? I thought you're supposed to fucking enjoy that shit. But not always. It wasn't. It was make it through life. Raise your kids. I mean, are we are we looking for an absolute answer? Maybe. But that's how a lot of people live. You know, every Neil Simon play is like that. You know, just make it through life. Things were hard when I was younger. Get out of get. You know, find yourself. You can hate everyone around you, but just raise your kids. Like, I don't know. It doesn't have to be that way anymore, especially now after COVID. I mean, it's an opportunity. You can. A lot of people will go back. <clears throat> pardon me. A lot of people will go back to the old ways of doing things because that's what's comfortable for them. And maybe even just complaining is comfortable for them. But if you're opportunistic, maybe there's a way for this to become, you know, a new, a new highway to travel, a new, new opportunities. And, you know, one of those not Tesla money, super roads, one of those Tesla super roads, maybe. Right. I mean, bro, I love looking at people who are doing things like even what you're doing here and just trying to be encouraging and be, and look, I could sit there and say, Rob, this is the five things you need to do in the next two years. Maybe Did you write a book it. like Kevin Hart? Yeah, I should. I have a lot of, my, my thing is less about like, cause I'm, you know, I'm a hard guy to like, <clears throat> well, yeah, I'm no Tony Robbins or I'm not, Oh, this guy made $40 million. Like who's going to listen to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, but the one thing I, I like really, really am passionate about when it comes to just advice. And if I was going to say something, people is like, is like, don't let, I, I, it infuriates me when people like, you know, it, it's a, it's kind of an extension of bullying, but like, you know, you, you're supposed to just take it. 
when somebody says something to you or does something to you, uh, your, your mother's friend is supposed to be allowed to just say whatever, but because they're an adult, they can insult you or put you down in a way that's not joking. You know what I mean? Or a friend or a person. And then what do you do? You go home and you stew about it. Right. And you're like, shit, I can't believe they said that you're upset. Talk about self-worth and all that stuff. And all you want to do is go back and say something and you can't, you can't. So what I, my advice to people is be conscious, be actively listening to things going around to you and decide in the moment, if somebody's going to like say something to you, have the confidence to be like, you know what? You don't get to say that to me, or I'm going to give it right back to you. I'm going to tell you to shut up. Never talk to me like that again. Get your hands off me. All of that in the moment, be conscious of situations because you can't go back. And when you go, you try to go back, it ends up just being a mess. And if you decide in that moment, I'm not going to do or say anything in retaliation then let it go. Right. I made the mature decision in that moment to say, I'm not going to let you affect me. And then truly don't let it affect you and move on. That's like kind of just like my social, kind of my social, uh, social, not consciousness, but like, you know, per- self-personal social uh, existence, yeah. kind of like, you know, how to treat yourself fairly and be and hold yourself up and not let people kind of put you down. Because ultimately that feeds into what you, your self-worth, what you're going to do with yourself, right? And it gives you confidence to sit there and say, I'm not going to let you speak to me that way. Man, if I could talk to that person that way, what else can I do? What else am I capable of? So I can look at what Rob is doing right now and go, Rob, you know what, man? You're good at this. Just follow it. I don't know what the next thing for you to do is exactly. Make calls, make more videos, do another podcast. Like Start be the guy. In, like, where do you live? What town do you live in? Go to your local radio station and be like, you know, can I air my podcast? On my dad podcast? owns the local radio station. It's what am I talking about? I don't, I don't want to do that. This is my, the reason why I did this is because I can say, and I can talk about poop if I want, but I can't do that on the radio. Right, so I was like, you know what you do have, you have, you have that family now experience in your background. It's part of your resume. I'm so-and-so's son and I'm connected to, there's gotta be people in. You need to help me edit my resume, bro. I got a freaking claw machine, amazing person on it. Um, I even told my buddy, I was like, put the power ranger thing on the resume. He doesn't have that on there. I'm like, why What? you know how many kids my age own companies now? You're their fucking yeah. hero. Yeah. I mean, again, right. Use what you got, throw it in. And, and you know, why are you good at this? Probably because you've seen what your dad does, whether you want to do it that way or be on an actual radio station. It was just like a suggestion, an idea, but you you have it in you. You have media, you have interviewing, you have, you have presentation, right. You have curiosity, right. That's what goes into these things. Right. So, so you are f- further ahead, certainly than I am. Right. I mean, you're 23 doing the same thing that I'm doing at 43. Right. And I'm I'm doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like you have so much potential and opportunity in front of you just based on the ventures that you're already taking. I'm I applaud it. I, I say bravo and keep following it, you know, and if eventually you want to work a freaking Starbucks, you know, job making coffee, then also. Fucking good man, that's tempting, though, man. Have you ever had a job at ship? Those things are banging. Oh, a job. What? A job at ship. <laughs> at starbucks oh my god that's uh, a, a milkshake Dunkin donuts guy I'm oh. where, are you, where are you located i'm in ocean city maryland oh i got so much family down there you see that my cousin lives down there right now doing real estate there you want to interview someone i'll hook you up with her she, <laughs> she, she can have her on the show she yeah. does all the all the uh you know high-end real estate things down in ocean city 
That's awesome. Well, hey, Josh, I appreciate you for giving me your time, man. Where can people find your podcast? Where can people find you, the YouTube channel? Thank you. We are we are at jobsblowpodcast.com and we are jobsblowpodcast on on everything Instagram. Um, you can find us Apple, all the places that you can get your iTunes, you know, if you're I'm sorry, get your podcast. Uh, if you listen, just give us a review, a subscribe, a like. We're on YouTube also. Um, Brianna is at Brihas and I'm at Mr. Josh Hyman, uh, on all my social M R J O S H H Y M A N. You can watch my clips and things like that, man. Rob, you're the best. I really appreciate you having me on today. Wow, I appreciate you coming on, man. I'll make sure I link it all in the description and thank you for listening Woo! to this episode of out of the blank podcast.